Good morning. I need everybody to sit down. We're going to start the closing. Before we begin, please turn off your cell phones and pagers, thanks, because uh, we've got a lot to say and we don't want anybody being disturbed while they're up here. Will you please join me in the serenity prayer? God, grant me in the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Our literature selection is from the big book. A spiritual, a spiritual experience will be read by Sandy. Oh, Joe. I'm sorry, Joe. Oh, I'm wrong. Thank you. Hi, I'm Joe, Compulsive Overeater. Hi. Um, uh, Spiritual Experience, page 567 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. The term spiritual experience and spiritual awakening are used in many times in this book, which, upon careful reading, shows that the personality change sufficient to bring about recovery from alcoholism has manifested itself among us in many different forms. Yet it is true that our first printing gave many readers the impression that the personality changes or religious experiences must have been must be in the nature of sudden and spectacular upheavals. Happily for everyone, this conclusion is erroneous. In in the first few chapters a number of sudden revolutionary changes are described. Though it is not our intention to create such an impression, many alcoholics have nevertheless concluded that in order to recover, they must acquire an immediate overwhelming God consciousness followed at once by a vast change in feeling and outlook. Among our rapidly growing membership of thousands of alcoholics, such transformations though frequent, are by no means the rule. Most of our experience are what the psychiatrist William James called educational variety because they develop slowly over a period of time. Quite often, friends of the newcomer are aware of the difference difference long before he himself. He finally realizes that he has has undergone a profound alteration alteration in his uh, reaction to life, uh, that such a change could hardly have been brought about by himself alone. What often takes place in a few months could seldom have been accomplished by years of self-discipline. With few exceptions, our members find that they have tapped an unsuspected inner resource which they presently identify in their own uh, conception of a power greater than themselves. Most of us think this awareness of a power greater than themselves is an essence of a spiritual experience. Our more religious members call it God conscious. Most emphatically, we wish to say that any alcoholic capable of honesty faces his problems in the light of our experience can recover provided he does not choose, his, choose to close his mind to spiritual concepts. He can only be defeated by an attitude of intolerance and 
uh, belligerent denial. We find that no one need have difficulty in spiritual spirituality of the program. Willingness, honesty, open-mindedness are the essentials of recovery, but these are indispensable. This is a principle which is bar against all information, which is proof against all arguments in which uh, cannot fail to keep a man in, oath, in ever lying ignorance. This, that principle is contempt prior into this investi investigation. Herbert Spencer. Thank you, Joe. Well, guess what? This is the last time you're going to hear me make announcements. Can you count that? Oh. oh, Viva Las Vegas. For some reason, you have not picked up your silent auction items. Bonnie Mae is going to be in the corner there, and immediately after the closing, Bonnie, where are you? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, all the items are over there in the corner from the silent auction. We have quite a few items that were not picked up last night, and we are going to find you. So don't forget that. Literature and convention tapes will be for sale in the convention for A after the closing. The hotel checkout is noon. Okay. All right. Let's see. Okay. I can't even believe this. We finally have arrived. It is now. This convention is just about history. You can plan for the 2006 convention in Oakland. And it is my privilege and honor to introduce you to the chair, Susan Berlin, of the Oakland Convention Committee. committees I have ever seen, and hasn't Denise and her committee done an incredible job? Hey! Well, Gertrude Stein once said, there is no there there about Oakland. Y'all heard that quote? I'm starting to sound like Denise, huh? Uh, well, that's just not true, and you can judge for yourself when you come to the other city by the bay. Next year for the Region 2 Convention 06 Recovery, Sweet Music for the Soul. Thank you. Oakland is a beautiful city with oak tree covered hills, a shimmering lake, a strong history of jazz, blues, folk, and funk music, including a world class jazz club, Yoshi's, in case you haven't heard of it. A zoo, I have to see if I can read my handwriting now, three major sports teams, a rose garden, an amazing museum, and many historical buildings. Oakland is the most ethnically diverse city in the country. 
Our convention is going to be at the Oakland Marriott with easy access to BART. And there is no strike. It's right outside the front door. You can get to the hotel on BART very easily from either the Oakland Airport or from the San Francisco Airport. There are many fine restaurants in easy walking distance. You get that easy walking distance. Many fine restaurants, many of them ethnically diverse, right from the hotel. And there is a loving OA fellowship with many meetings every week. Yes, this is your cue, folks. Oakland is a symphony of sweet music for your soul. event that's going to be taking place. Yes, next year in January. It's one of our seasonal events that we always have. I call it, you know, our yearly season. We go to the birthday party and then we go to the convention. And I'd like Pamela to speak to the LA birthday party. Hi, I'm Pam. I'm a compulsive overeater. And I'm publicity chair for the birthday party. Did you guys all have a great time here? Do you think you can go a whole year without another convention fix? No. Well, I've got a deal for you. The LA birthday party is going to be celebrating its 46th annual birthday party, January 13th through 15th at the Crown Plaza Hotel. This is your passport 
to recovery. So if you need, especially if you're out of town and you need flyers to bring to your meeting, please, your intergroup, I have a few, really a few, like the toast left, and uh, see me afterwards, and I'll see you in January at the Crown Plaza in Los Angeles. Thank you. Another thing, too, smiling Joe over there in the corner. He's got that yellow shirt on, just in case you can't find him. He's going to still be selling those 50-50 tickets. Joe, tell me, where are we at now? speaker will have them available so hang in there with us we've got a lot of other exciting things to be doing and let me see where I'm at okay believe it or not my announcements are over alrighty now our final speaker for the convention is Rebecca from the 916 area code Hi, everybody. I'm Rebecca from the 916 Area Code. <laughs> I, don't, I guess I have a few people here that know me. You know, um, uh, <laughs> I, love, I love people pleasers. <laughs> I hate it when they get better. Then, <laughs> this is real, uh, I hope it's not too irritating. <laughs> I did tell a few people that... Um, you know, friends from up in Southern, uh, Northern California that I would be sharing, and I said, if you stay, I'll mention your name. But I lied. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> out in Exodus. Um, you know, it's just a, it's the funniest thing. I, I don't think it's going to be that funny to you guys, but it's, usually I try not to think too much about what I'm going to say, but that doesn't mean I want to give some planning to it. I'll hear something really profound, and I'll put that away there, you know, there in that file cabinet. And um, and these things become a part of how I live and a part of who I am, just like with you guys. Somebody says something. It's the Chinese water torture of drip, 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 and then finally, you're insane, but you love it. You, you, you get it. You get what is being told to you. And so be, I was trying to come up with some words of wisdom or something that I could share with you and I am not exaggerating when I tell you that I went into my file cabinet and there was this big menopausal thing in there. <laughs> it was nothing there. I just thank God for your sake that I've read the big book and Beyond Our Wildest Dreams and everything else that that's who I am now. And so maybe when I open my mouth I can give you other words of wisdom because everybody all weekend already told my story. The breakfast speaker, the dinner speaker last night, all these wonderful people and all the people in the marathons told I ate like a pig. I got really, really fat. I was really miserable. My exercise consisted of laying face down on the bed, sobbing, or face up on the bed, staring, or face down on the bed, sobbing, and being miserable and lonely, lonely, lonely. I, I can't tell you how lonely I was. And I have come to realize that so many people in OA are like born lonely. I've certainly talked to an awful lot of people that relate to that. I just was terribly isolated and miserable. 
Would you have known that if you met me? No, you wouldn't have known that at all because when I met you, I was smiling, I was happy, I was trying to have you, I was living up like from the neck up, like I read a lot, I was a compulsive overreader and a compulsive overeater. I meet a lot of big fat young women who are home alone on a Saturday night with a good book and I met them here and I know who they are, you know, that a big bag of something chocolate or some big cold and creamy thing with a spoon and a big and a book, you know, and that's what, what I did. But I did, um, I was talking to, to John. I can mention John because he's not in program, so it's not a break in anonymity. And I, he said, uh, I said, you know how wonderful it is that Ada has this relationship with this great guy. And I have a wonderful husband who's, he's wonderful today anyway. <laughs> he doesn't listen to my tape. <laughs> and he also, um, you know, I always say I, I put him up on a pedestal and then I bring him down and I slap him around because you're not doing it right. And then I push him back up there again. It's, it's been a, but, you know, he lets me do that. It's a weird thing. It's, it's um, relationships, you know. So, of course, my number one relationship was getting to know myself. Um, I had no idea who I was. I really didn't. I was a total blotter of whatever you wanted me to be. And it was more than just people-pleasing. I mean, you could talk me into almost anything. I could have been on the way to Mass, and if you pulled over with a gun, we could have held up a 7-Eleven. It was, I was really, it was really easy to get me to switch gears. I was, I was quite, and, and OA has been a lot like that for me to a degree. Um, I don't know what that is in my personality, but I can be very stubborn about really silly things. But on the other hand, I can wave with the breeze. You know, I, I could be a Democrat, a Greenpeace, a Republican, a, what do you want? You, you got it, you know. <laughs> I can walk into a bowling booth today and I could, I could check off anybody. I'd have to be careful. But I do, know, I do know who I am and I'm, one of the things I am truly is a grateful, grateful compulsive overeater. When Roseanne speaks, I always get tears in my eyes. It's just, I don't know how she did it. I thank you, thank you, thank you. I know you've heard this a million times. It's not enough. It, it'll never be enough. It'll never be enough. I was at the birthday a few years ago, and one of the co-founders, a tall Texas gentleman, you know his name, and he was one of the founders of OA. And uh, no, he's okay. Now he wasn't. <laughs> and, and, and he was one of the first men. Let me just say that he was one of the first men. It was semantics. So I got a school teacher up front, and she. Um, Anyway, he, he was speaking, and he was on the podium, and I was way at the back of the room. And I, of course, you know, you always thank the speaker, which, of course, that's what you do. <laughs> that's what your sponsor probably told you to do, always thank the speaker. And I started walking from the back of the room to thank him for his share. And as I was walking up that aisle, I started thinking, what would have happened to me if, if he hadn't stuck it out? And he didn't always stick it out, I know. But he, what would have happened to me if he hadn't come back? What would have happened to me if Roseanne had given up what she wanted to do? What would have happened? Well, I don't know what would have happened. I don't have to figure it out. But I, I know I didn't have to figure it out. And so by the time I got up to him, I was such a, I put my arms around him and I, <laughs> horrible. And he just stood there really tall and slim and real tight. And 
and I said, did I scare you? And he goes, a little bit. <laughs> so that's what I am. I'm a compulsive overeater who's very, very grateful. Um, I can only tell you what it used to be like. Oh, I do have to tell you that, you know, like I told you, I was trying to figure out what, is, what to say. Of course, I asked God to remove my ego. I know this isn't about me. I know it's about sharing the message, but still, I wanted to have some clarity up here. <laughs> A dream, another dream failed. <laughs> but I, I wrote, I sat down and I just had a pencil and a piece of paper, just waiting for an intuitive thought. And I literally mean this when I say, I just got this wild hair and I said, I wrote down, life is a steaming pile of disappointment and despair. And I got, I had to get kick out of it. <laughs> I'm not going to say that, but here I am saying it. I don't mean that. I don't mean that at all. But that's the way my mind works. I mean, I'll laugh at just the craziest crap. You know, like one of those people that at a funeral, I sort of, <laughs> something, not always, just something inside of me that's really, yeah, inappropriate. Thank you for that word. That was, it's good, it's good to be judged by people who love you. <laughs> it's better. Yeah, I don't mean I'm going to embarrass you. I know how to use forks and uh, I wear shoes. But, but I, I really, um, you know, there's three talks you always give. You give the talk on the way. You give the real talk, which is what I'm doing right now. And then I'm going to give another talk on the way home. And it's really good. Oh, my God. You guys, I'm not kidding you. You could lose weight just listening to it. Just the fat falls away. Except for I'm alone in the car. It's really a good talk. <laughs> it's everything. I've always said, I, don't ever listen to an original thought from me. Everyone steals from everybody else here, and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. We've been stealing from each other for decades, and um, rightly so. My best thinking got me here. I was never going to get better thinking. I couldn't think my way out of this thing. Every day, I was quite the dieter, too, as you've heard a lot of people say. Uh, dieting was really one of my religions. And I had gotten really good at it. I was a devout dieter. And then one day, as it happens to some of us, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get one day together. And I would, I would make these horrendous promises to myself. And I had a God of my understanding, which was very minimal. But I prayed to God even, help me, help me to lose weight. Help me to lose weight. I think I thought if I lost a lot of weight, I'd go on Merv Griffin and give God glory or something. Really something grandiose and weird, you know. <laughs> help me to lose weight. If you love me, you'd help me to lose weight, that kind of thing. But I'd get up and I, could, I couldn't get one day going. And I came into OA and I got abstinent that first day. And I think about that during the years when I wasn't that crazy about coming anymore. During the time when I thought you were boring me irritating me, calling me too much, or whatever, those moments. I don't mean those things lasted years. I just mean moments where I thought, ah, oh, I don't want this anymore. I don't need it, maybe, or maybe I've grown out of it. Oh, that is dangerous. You have risen above the hoi polloi of OA. You have spiritually climbed to some mountaintop. You are headed toward the bakery. The minute you think, I have seen it time and again. I worried more about my hair this morning than I did about what I was going to say because I'd given up on what I was going to say. But this humidity is killing me. I'm glad you're on tape, you people out there. <laughs> you don't have to be assaulted with this hairdo. So 
I was, uh, I came into OA and I had that big smile on my face. I didn't sit in the back of the room. I sat up front, but I never spoke because then in those days they didn't encourage you to share until you had about a year. And um, this is 22 years ago, 1983. Um, yeah, and May 1983. And I, I, this kid was in the back of the room. He was in high school and he asked me to be a sponsor. I had two weeks. And he said, oh, sure. <laughs> sure. I heard another man say this, too. He read the big book immediately. Um, his motive, and this is where good motives can become bad, bad motives can become good. His motive is because he didn't want anybody being able to label him as a newcomer or that he didn't know. He wanted to be able to nod knowingly when people quoted the big book. I only heard one other person say that, but that's the way I did it too. I read it so I wouldn't look like a newcomer. And I guess I fooled somebody. That kid's still in program. He's married. He's got a kid. Hi, Joe. But I haven't sponsored him in years. Of course, he's had a, a man sponsor for years. But I've met the most fantastic people here, people that, of course, we've never crossed paths. We never know each other. We might not even, you know, be interested at all in knowing that person, but it's been amazing, that part of it, for no other reason. It's been amazing to me to meet the people and share with the people on such a different level. I don't know what you do for a living or how much money you make. I don't know your last name. Sometimes I know so much about you, but I don't know your last name. You know I'm from the 916 area code. <laughs> but I don't care either. I don't care about any of that. I care that you can help me get better, that I'm a sick person and I want to get better, and you can help me do that where no one else can. I used to go to therapists, and I was very depressed, and when I was in therapist's office, I lied to them all the time. They didn't ask me a lot about how I ate. Therapy and food are a funny thing. You know, they're just sort of starting to catch up the last 10 years or so. I mean, I was very, very fat, but they were still talking about causes and conditions, which of course we do here, but it is truly a disease. There's no doubt about it in my mind that um, I shared last night, you know, there's an old joke. There's a thin person in me trying to get out. I've never related to that joke. I've always laughed at it because I don't relate to it. Laughed in that way that you laugh. I relate to this. There's a big fat bitch in me trying to get out. I know it's true. She is a bitch. She has a big paring knife, and she's wearing a dirty muumuu, or maybe sweats, and thong tennis shoes, whatever. She's a mess. Greasy ponytail. And that, that really is, that is really what is waiting. I, I feel her sometimes, you know, tapping me on the shoulder. I say, yeah, I know, you're, you're patient, but, and she is, she's really patient. And all I can do is work my steps, read my big book, work with others, share what I know, which doesn't feel like as much as I should today, but, you know, it's not even like I'm really nervous. I'm just menopausal or something. I don't know what it is. It's just, just the way it is. I, I got in and I got a sponsor, and my sponsor was a nut. No kidding. I didn't look for a perfect sponsor. I looked for a sponsor that would take me, and I got this sponsor that and I tell this story because I think a lot of people are looking for the perfect sponsor. I got this sponsor that if I had dug to China and gone into an insane asylum in China and said, who's the craziest person here in China, they would have said, oh, 
this woman? Because <laughs> she was, I mean, there were a lot of times I was working with her and I'd think, who, mama? <laughs> Whatever. But I kept working with her because she was there. She was available. She knew how to work the steps. And I remember thinking when I was giving her my fourth, as soon as, or, yeah, my fifth step, as soon as this is over, as soon as I've given her this inventory, I'm never going to see her again. <laughs> and I've heard people say that many times because, you know, now they know your secrets. So you can switch meetings or it's just that kind of crazy thing she, you say to yourself a lot of times. But I didn't. I didn't leave her. I, uh, she actually left uh, and moved away. And then I had another sponsor. I don't really play sponsor roulette. I've had, uh, I, I'd rather just stay with one person. I, I don't depend upon my sponsor to the degree that I've had some sponsors you know, depend on me. But I, I have a big circle of people I talk to, and I do have a sponsor that I use on a daily basis. A lot, anyway, and I love her very, very much. And I don't have any real secrets anymore. It's just maybe that's why it's just so much easier for me. It's just much easier to just be clear, be clean, be be alive, and be grateful. So as I'm working the steps, and there was a lot of changes in a way. You know, there's always some big battle going on. But I, it's like the old Harrington commercial. I'd rather fight than switch. I'm not going anywhere. They can. If I have to set up all these chairs all by myself, I have to have you. I have to have you. I am like those trailer park girls that say, without him, I ain't nothing. <laughs> That's the way I feel about you. Without you, I'm, I'm nothing. I, I, I don't mean I don't have a higher power. That's very strong, very, very powerful that I call on on a daily basis. But I, I can lie to God. And I can pretend he's saying things to me that aren't true. So as with all long, long relationships, I know some of you have had long relationships with girlfriends and boyfriends and husbands, and with all long relationships, I fell out of love. I had been about 18, 19 years in program. I was still sponsoring people. I was still going to meetings. I was still abstaining, but I was really... I didn't know. I just didn't like it anymore. I didn't want to be here anymore. I don't even know the words to say as how tedious that had become for me. And I started telling my sponsees, I'm going to leave program. And they'd say, oh, forget it. Hey, you've got to look at this inventory. It was, and really, as I just kept telling people, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. I wanted to be honest. I'm going to leave. Nobody, it wasn't that they wouldn't let me leave. It's just that they, they had to get on with getting better. And I was one of their vehicles. So I just I had to sit there and listen to them sharing. And, you know, somewhere in there, I just stayed. And I fell back in love. I just fell back in love with a fervor. I know now, as I look back on that really dark time, that I had wanted to get something was happening in my personal life that was very hurtful, really, really horrible. And it was so devastating to me that instead of looking at it, I decided to tear something else apart that was pivotal and important, and it was going to be OA. And I didn't have to do that. And, uh, and the other thing actually resolved itself to a great degree, too. I, um, you know, of course, I want this to be the Sermon on the Mount. I really do. <laughs> Even though I say, God, remove my ego. I always say that. If your sponsor never told you that, I always, she, my sponsor used to say, you know, God, tell, say, God, remove my ego. But I still want to be good. I mean, you know, I don't want to say, oh, Rebecca, 
Rebecca was up there sharing, and I, I threw a gas can and a match on her. Instead <laughs> of get her to shut up. <laughs> so this is this is just a tough uh, tough time. I guess what I'm saying is I'm I've got 22 years and I've got something to share, but I can't think of what it is. Can I just say I I wish this could have been a little bit better. I love you all so much. You deserve a closing speaker that had a little bit more going for her. But I'm going to go ahead and close it up now and say thank. Because now I would just be telling like uh, Jackie Gleason jokes. <laughs> No, no, I'm going to go ahead. I want to thank you. Thank you for letting me share. It's been a long weekend, and uh, God bless us all. Thank you. Well, thank you, Rebecca, from area code 916. Now it's time for our drawings to be conducted by Miss. Bonnie, Bonnie, and by the way, if you want to, Joe will be walking the room. Well, we'll ask you to be quiet, just kind of wave to him, and he'll sell those. All righty, so. <laughs> yes, this baby needs to go to bed. That's what we do. All righty, Bonnie May. We need you to come on up. Okay, we got a fifty. We got fifty cents going in there. Okay. Okay. All righty, and Bonnie's going to do those drawings, and we will save the fifty-fifty for the last, the last hurrah of our closing here. Quilt or Afghan tickets left? Quilt. This is it. We have a beautiful quilt, Afghan. Okay. And Bonnie's carrying it in one of our beautiful posts. Um, the first drawing is going to be for the stationary desk. Denise, please take a ticket. We will free them from the confines of the plastic. And it is Alice C. Oh, wow. That's stationary desk. Stationary desk. You can pick it up right back in the back corner. It's number 8888202. Next, we have the Puzzle and Carrier and Bath Probo. And the lucky winner is Joe H. Ticket number 8888253, they're all in the back. Thank you. And now we have two um, lighthouse fountains that are in the back. 
Um, you can choose whichever one you want if you get the ticket first, and then we'll draw for another one. There's also a box right next door, so if you want to stick it back in the box, it's good to go. And the first step we go to... Lori, room 1325, ticket number 928010. So grab whichever fountain you'd like from the back, and we're going to draw for the second one. Here's an orange one. Teresa K. from Clover City. Uh, a latecomer to the drawing was a lighthouse figurine, so there's only a couple of tickets. Carl. Um, next we have, just if you didn't think there were more, um, we have four toasts that we were going to. So we have four tickets for four toasts. One toast three. Hey, you know, have more. Uh, Sarah L., there's a tote. Um, we will come up and get your ticket, and we'll give you a tote because <laughs> they're being used right now. Hold on to that and just give it to me when, you're done, when we're done with them. They have tickets in them right now. <laughs> uh, Sherry K., come on up and get your ticket, and once the bags are empty, we'll... Give you the bag. Got two more. They'll be empty in a little while. Hold on to it, and when we're done, we'll let you know when the bags are empty. Sherry K, ticket number eight 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 one two five. Ticket number eight 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 two three three. Marina. Marina? Yay, Marina. One more. And the last bag that we have is Ginger G. Ginger G, ticket number 8888290. Sorry, we have a lot. Thanks for all your generosity. All of these items were donated, so thank you. Um, the Best Buy certificate, $100 donated by the LA Intergroup. There's lots of tickets in this one. I told them that I'd shake them up. Those people that got them in early. Thank you, LA Intergroup, for donating this. And it is Lynn C. Ticket number 8888052. Lynn C. Okay. Yay. All right, the aerial flight over Los Angeles. It is limited to 400 pounds. That's all I know. Um, 
Sandy, newcomers, please come on up. And didn't you love the program, the Passport to Recovery? Was that not great? Did we not make sure you had recovery? And Violet is missing in action, but we will get her up here. And then I'd like to have Joe and David Heimovitz, who did internal publicity. And I'd like to have Roseanne, because she wrote our theme song. And also a special advisor to us who came to support us, our Region 2 Chair, Michael Lawn. I would also like the gal that has managed to not turn totally gray, and I don't know where she is, is Lonnie, our Registration Chair. Yay! You know, that is a horrendous job. I hope that you will be sure when you see her to thank her. A lady who stuck with us and was very patient in taking minutes with us. Allison, will you please come on up? The man in charge of our Harbor Patrol who put up our lighthouse that had a few major overhaul problems, but still with spirit did it. Mark. Yay, Mark. And by the way, Mark made up our crate for us in our front display, so we appreciate and our treasure chest. Thank you. The gal that was my sidekick in all the decorations is my one of my dearest friends, Donna. I don't know where she is. The lady, despite a very serious ill daughter, who still kept and stuck in that service, Corinne, our treasure. I would really like to give a special acknowledgement to Margaret and Allison who stepped in to take over the t-shirts for us. Thank you so much. T-shirts and those wonderful briefcases you all buy to support the region. I would also like to have Hannah, who came up, and did our website. Hannah, will you please come up? She did a beautiful job on our website. I would also like to have Ori, who represented young people, and also wrote our skit that we did throughout the assemblies and also did at the birthday party and last year's convention. I say the last at least the best. Oh, Bernice, I am very sorry. I missed you. Please come up. I saved the second to the best last. Bernice, who did service and made sure there were volunteers. I want to give a special acknowledgement to Joe, who's come in and been a real hero for us on the fundraising. You know, there's got to be a backbone to every convention committee. And the backbone of this convention committee was Eda. And I'm so grateful she's retired and she's married to John. Pardon? Pardon? 
decided to. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, Ida picked this hotel. She, she did those exquisite signs. She did um, the publicity for us in the newspapers and sent that out to medical institutions and uh, programs. And um, truly, truly, um, when I was wigging out, always uh, was a calming voice for me in these uh, occasionally terminal seas. These are the people who set the light of hope and recovery for all of you. And I really was a privilege and an honor to be all with all of you. And you Thank you. You can say it. When I decided to uh, to be a part of this, my father was alive, and I said, I'm not sure if I should take on this job because he was dying of cancer. And he said to me, he goes, Denise, I'm going to die. And he says, you're not going to have the fun you need to have. And he says, when are you going to figure out you got to live life and do what makes you happy? And I'm so grateful I did this because it got me through him expiring. So service does a lot more for you than just uh, keep you abstinent and keeps you sane. So, yeah, I'm really excited now to say we're going to have a little fun here. And uh, I want to do give you a little farewell. I used to go to the Navy meetings at the Naval Hospital. And I went there for 10 years. And it was my home meeting for many years, and that's where I got my first recovery. And um, they gave me a watch at the last meeting there, and I've worn it every day since as a reminder of what the love you can get from this fellowship. It's a Tigger watch. And I feel that uh, Tigger is really who I am deep inside. But as you go back out and I see you in Oakland, I wish you all fair winds. I wish you smooth sails and calm seas. And I will look forward to seeing all of you in Oakland. And even though I'm moving to Las Vegas tonight, <laughs> I will always be a part of this region. It's where my roots began. And um, I will always come to the birthday party and the R2 events because this is truly where it's good. And I'm telling you, Region 2 is having it in San Antonio. And even though my roots are from Texas, I'm telling you what, this is really where it's at. All right, now are we ready? Are we, we there for our 50-50, Mr. Joe? Okay. Oh, oh, oh we're, we're bringing in the T-shirts and Joe. Now that I've gotten so emotional, you really will buy one, won't you? Now there will be in the back of the room there. And anyway, um, we, we need to, uh, Violet, we're going to like Violet. We need to do our drawing. Where did Violet go? Now, Violet, you, you keep disappearing. Yes, we did. Yes, and we're down there. And Joe is coming up for the 50-50. And here's Violet for our... All right. 
And by the way, Wanda won the um, the prize for putting in her $30 for Amazon.com for putting in your um, evaluation form. So there you go. And now here's Joe for the 50 Okay, thank you, everybody. We we are at one thousand and four dollars. Uh, let's see, Susan, come on up and draw for me. Yeah, just come on up. When you when you draw a ticket. Hold it close. Don't show the color because we have two colors. And people who bought only green will go, oh, I lost that one. Yeah, it looks like uh, Alexia in the 510 area code. Is that That's soon to be the 90210 area code. Uh, you can see Bonnie for your winning Thank you, everyone who participated. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Oh, by the way, for the um, convention committee, the wrap-up luncheon is at noon and international one, two, 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 one, one. Uh, uh, one or two, we can, well, well, we'll meet, we'll find food. Anyway, now to conclude our convention, I've asked Lynn to read a a vision for you, and after the reading, will you please join hands, and I put my hand in yours. Small print. My name is Lynn. I'm a compulsive overeater. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day with a man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirits, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>